0: Huge day today, Thursday, April 28th. This is the Daily Wager podcast. And with the NFL draft and NBA playoffs in full swing, we've got you set. Sit back and relax and let us lead you into the betting day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. She's Anita Marks. I'm Joe Fortenball. We are both here in Vegas, ground zero for the 2022 NFL Draft, which is happening right near the Link Studios, which is where we work. Anita, it was great to have you on set yesterday. I hope things are going well. It's going to be a big grind today, and then we've got the ESPN party later tonight where there will probably be a bunch of executives and talent socializing and watching the degenerate gambling wing of ESPN gather in a corner around the TV with our phones, notepads, and wads of money.
1: Absolutely. Here's, here's what, here's what I didn't understand coming out here. And Joe, like, I love being on set with you and Doug. Yesterday was great. I had a blast, but like, I didn't know that we couldn't real live time wager on the draft while I'm out here. That's a problem, dude. So (laughs) I've got, I've got a ton of friends in New Jersey, like on their computers, waiting for my text messages. This party is going to be fun and I know that you you're going to be my date tonight which is going to be great. But oh, I got you. But like I'm going to be on my phone the whole time text messaging my friends in Jersey, placing bets for me cuz we can't place bets out here in Vegas. I mean, come on, man.
0: Yeah, the draft bets, that's the thing with Vegas. Uh, All the draft props come down 24 hours before. Fun fact, I was having dinner with Chris the Bear Felica last night. After dinner, no lie, Bear got in an Uber, went to the airport, got a rental car, drove to the Hoover Dam, which is Arizona, and made bets that uh, he wanted to get in because there was nothing left in Vegas. And he was doing this in the dark at the Hoover Dam, and then he gets in his car and drives back. All while texting me all about what he's doing and what lines have moved. I was like, Bear, it's almost midnight at this point. We can catch up on this tomorrow. Hopefully he tells the story on Daily Wager today. But enough of that. Let's jump into the NBA card. We'll go in chronological order. The Philadelphia 76ers lead their best of seven series against Toronto. Three games to two. But it's getting dicey. Philly started up 3-0. Toronto's won each of the last two. Game six in Toronto tonight. Philly laying one and a half. Total of two ten. What in this game catches your eye?
1: I love the Raptors here, and I'm going to take them on the money line uh, at plus 105. Uh, a few things. Number one, in B's hand, uh, the torn ligament in his thumb, that's an issue, man. Like, he's good. As we know, he's going to need surgery. It has, it has hindered him big time. Also, no, no tie bowl tonight. They're back in Canada. Therefore, he doesn't have his booster, so he can't play. And so they take a huge hit defensively. Meanwhile, for the Raptors, Joe, no Van Fleet. And not to take anything away from him, I actually feel this Raptors team is better without him. Defensively, they, they take the court with a lot of bigs. They're long. They're longer. They're more athletic. And I came across an interesting stat. The combination of Scotty Barnes, who you know I love. I talk about him all the time whenever I can on Wager. And Siakam, um, they're plus 12. In regard to point point differential, when the two of them are on the court, as opposed to when they are not, so they they have found something chemistry wise offensively with those two. And last but not least, hate to take a, a a knock on Doc, but Nate Nurse, I, I feel he makes better adjustments. So I like the Raptors at plus 105. And actually, as you discuss this game, I want to take a look at it. See, you know, what are the odds with the Raptors win this series?
0: Yeah, I I can't play the side here because I'm tracking this and I'm saying to myself, based on where the price is, it feels like there's value in Philly because everyone's moving off of them. That being said, if you look at every game in this series, it's gone from like Toronto blowout to Toronto regular loss to Toronto tight loss in a game they could have won, to Toronto win, to Toronto blowout win. The Raptors have gotten like better in every single game this series. Nurse is is, is coaching circles around Doc Rivers. So for the side, my, my mind is twisted up like a pretzel. I don't love the bet, but it's a small half unit wager for me. I'm going to play the over of 2.10 and a half. People might think it's crazy, but I think this is the time to strike. The total's been coming down the entire series. This is the lowest total we've had for the entire series at 210 and a half. And if you look at what happened in the last game, Philly shot 38% from the field. That's atrocious. And that's their worst performance in five games this series. The two teams combined to shoot 18 of 68 from deep. That's 26%. That's abysmal. And you only had 33 total free throws in that game, which is the lowest of the entire series. So what I think is naturally, and we talk about this all the time, positive regression. Uh, both teams shoot a little bit better from three. Philly shoots a little bit better from the floor. You get more free throws. And as a result, we get the cheapest total, the lowest total of the entire series, and it ends up going over. That's the bet, but it's not my favorite of the night. We'll talk about better bets as we work our way through. And that leads us into game two. 3-2 two edge for the Phoenix Suns. Game six in New Orleans. Phoenix laying two. Total of two fifteen. The Pelicans have been fighting for their lives all season. And they've done a great job, but I don't know if it's going to end tonight. I'll tell you what I'm betting in a moment, but I want to hear from you first. How are you attacking Suns Pelicans?
1: Really quick, uh, Raptors to win the series, 5-1. I'm on it. I'm going to play it, Joe. I'm going to play it, Joe. I'm going to play it. All right. Suns (laughs) Pelicans. Suns Pelicans. Listen, I love this Pelican scrappy team. They got talent, and they are not scared of the Suns. Obviously, a big reason. Still no Devontae Booker, right? Uh, No Devin Booker. So, you know, Chris Paul stepped up in a big way. Him and Aiton, uh, they're producing double-doubles. Aiton shooting 68%. I don't think Bridges has the game that we saw him have last game in regards to the number of three-pointers he, he, he put up. He also had four blocks. I just like, I like this, this New Orleans team back at home trying to force a game seven. McCollum's averaging 20 points a game. Ingram shooting over 50%. Herbert Jones is stepping up in a big way. I even like one of the props I like here, Joe, is Herbert Jones over two and a half steals and blocks combined is a total of for of the last two games. He's really been the difference maker when you look at the games that the Pelicans have won as opposed to the Pelicans have lost. So I'm going to play the Pelicans. Give me the points, please. I like their scrappiness. I'm going to be rooting for them. And Herbert Jones over two and a half total uh, blocks and steals combined.
0: Dangerous situation for me because I'm going the other way. And I did that to you yesterday in the Golden State game and I got burned. I got burned. You said it. You said Golden State's probably going to win, but you're taking the points and you ended up winning that bet. So I'm going to do it again. And shame on me. It Friday when you and I are co-hosting bet. I will make no picks if I lose this. You will make all the picks and I will just nod and agree and say, yeah, what she said. There's no reason for me to disagree with any of this. Suns minus two. My other bet is going to be the Suns team total over 107 and a half. Let's start with the side. I'm a bit surprised that it's only minus two. Games three and four in New Orleans were minus two and minus two and a half. Phoenix won and covered the one. They lost the other outright uh, to New Orleans. But with them winning game five and putting the Pelicans on the break and given the history of these teams up 3-0, how they end up closing out in in a situation. Doug's gonna have the stat later on Daily Wager, but it's been something we're following. I thought this was going to be closer to three, three and a half. So at two, I'm going to get involved. The Suns, and this leads into the team total analysis as well. The Suns have shot 50% from the floor in every game this series. Doesn't matter if they have Devin Booker or not. They're finding ways to knock down shots. It's not a problem. They're averaging 110 points per game for the series. They've scored at least 108 in four of the five games. The one game where they didn't hit the mark was game four against New Orleans, which, by the way, featured the slowest pace of the entire series, as well as the Suns producing their worst offensive rating of the entire series. And they still got close to going over this total of 107 and a half. Take note that everything I'm talking about is happening, despite the fact that over their last three games in this series, the Suns are shooting just 26 percent from three. So they're scoring a lot of points. And they're putting up a 50% field goal rate, despite not knocking down any of their for threes. So I think it's cheap at minus two. I will play the Suns. And I like the team total over 107 and a half. Game number three, before we dive into some draft props, Utah and Dallas. This has been an interesting one. Dallas was a two point favorite to open. And that was on the road. It's now down to pick them. Totals 210 and a half. Mavericks looking to close out the series against a Utah team that just looks very off this season. What are you going to do here?
1: Yeah, I love the Mavs. We talked about it briefly on Daily Wager yesterday. Uh, does Luca have a calf injury? Nobody would know. Dude's averaging thirty points, ten rebounds a game. Uh, he's getting in on the assists as well when need be. Uh, I, I mean, I think I, I think he clocks another double double tonight. Um, and I've probably buried the lead here. And I talked about it yesterday as well. That's Brunson. Man is 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 on fire. He's having a great series. Everything he's been able to do in this postseason, let alone towards the end of uh, the regular season, uh, Dallas really needs to pay this man his money. I I mean, he's really, Luka obviously is the straw that stirs the drink, but Brunson has been terrific. Um, You know, they they have proven that they could win in Salt Lake. They're three-point shooting. They're averaging 15 more points a game than Utah, just from behind the arc alone. And their perimeter defense is sick. So I love the Mags, whether Donovan Mitchell, you know, I I know speculation he's going to play, but he's not 100 percent, even if he was 100 percent. I still like the Mavs. My prop bet here is uh, Reggie Bullock over two and a half, three pointers. Um, He's averaging 44 percent from downtown. He's got over. Two and a half three pointers in each of the games that he's played. In some games, he's posted four, and he's getting a ton of minutes. Joey's averaging forty minutes a game in this series. So oh. I, love, I love Bullock over two and a half three pointers.
0: Okay, very interesting. I am with you. I'm going to play Dallas here at Pick'em. Uh There's not a whole lot that that I can add that you haven't already covered. I mean, you look at this series. Utah is just flawed. They're absolutely flawed. Something's going on. I think it's the fact that Donovan Mitchell wants out. The team knows it. They haven't played well. They came into this series and they found out, A, Luca's hurt, and, B, Devin Booker got hurt quickly thereafter. You should have been stoked that the, the playoff field was setting up like that. And instead, you go out there and get your rear ends kicked without Luka. And now he's back. I, I don't know why I would believe in Dallas at this point. You know, put it like this, and this is the best way I can I, – I said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again, and you'll hear it again later today on Daily Wager. Dallas produced their worst three-point shooting night of the entire series in Game 5. Right. The last time we saw them, it was their worst three-point shooting effort of the entire series. They were 27%. And they still won the game by 25 points. They still won by 25 points. I don't know what Utah can do. Mitchell looks like he's going to play, but he's got hammy issues. He's got quad issues. I think the Jazz are packing it in. I don't think the fans are stoked about this team at all. Dallas gets it done. That's where we stand for the NBA tonight. Let's quickly move through some NFL draft props. We're on record with a lot of props we like, but a lot of the numbers have moved. So based on what's still out there, do you have one or two you could recommend for the people?
1: I have quite a few. First and foremost. Stop traffic. (laughs) <laughs> uh, first and foremost you know I, I I think we're all anticipating Walker to go number one overall to the Jags Hutchinson number two to Detroit in the latest we had Matt Miller on the show yesterday and my source is telling me as well that Stingley cornerback very well could go to the Texans at three and by the way you could wager on that exact order at plus 175 okay um there's some other bets out there. You know, I'm really big on, on Garrett Wilson being the first wide receiver taken. It's minus 130, not too much juice. Stingley, the first corner taken. That's an even money. Um Carloptis, I'm hearing that he won't get past your Eagles at 18. So you could play him under 22 and a half at plus one thirty. Quay Walker, I'm hearing that he uh he's definitely gonna be drafted in the first round. You could get that at plus one seventy five. I love McDuffie. I think he's arguably one of the best corners in this draft. So I'm looking at under 16 and a half at minus 115 and also Burks. I'm hearing he's the best slot corner in this draft. I don't think he gets past Green Bay and that's under 23 and a half at minus 140. There's one other bet that there's actually quite a few bets that have a lot of juice that I love that not a lot of juice, but a lot of value that I love. The first running back taken Kenneth Walker as well as Garrett Wilson going in the top 10, 5-1. To the Jets selecting Sauce, Sauce, Sauce Gardner, as well as Jamison Williams in round one, 8-1. to one. The first quarterback selected Malik Willis, as well as the second quarterback selected Sam Howell, who I love, 16-1. to one. And if either of the the New York football teams are comfortable taking Thibodeau in the top five, because there's some concerns about his maturity level in him existing in New York city, you could wager that Hutchinson Walker Thibodeau uh, Wilson and sauce Gardner all go in the top five at 18 to one.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. If that happens, people are partying on the strip, partying on the strip. I don't have nearly as robust a card. Uh, What I'll throw out that's still out there that I like are as follows. And they're all quarterback props. Number one is Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati. His over-under is 30 and a half. I'm going over. I like Ritter. I like him at Cincinnati. He's a winner. He's a hard worker. He's a culture guy. He checks all those intangible boxes list. Problem is he doesn't have a strong arm. And he's not a very accurate passer. And I'm not going to hold myself out to be a personnel executive, but I'm pretty sure arm strength and accuracy are important to play quarterback in the NFL, especially if you're going to be a first round pick. It's a weak quarterback class. I think a lot of people are trying to fit a square peg into a round hole with the whole, well, you draft the quarterback in the first round because you get the fifth year option. Yes, you do. But he also has to be a guy who plays well or you get fired. And I don't know if anyone's going to want to stick their reputation on Desmond Ritter at this point, at least as a first round pick. So I'm going over 30 and a half on Ritter. Conversely, if you can find over under three quarterbacks in the first round, play the under, because I see this as a free roll. I don't see any way four quarterbacks go in the first round. So essentially it's three and we push, no harm, no foul, or it's two and we end up winning the bet. So I would play that one as well. And then finally, Matt Corral's over under is sitting around 33 and a half, the quarterback from Old Miss. Pass, that's an over as well. Corral was a lot of fun at Ole Miss, but look at the system. Right, It was a very college system that he fit into nicely. It's not going to work like that in the National Football League. He doesn't have a lot of the skill set that you're looking for, at least as a first-round guy. I think he slides as well. Ultimately, I think it's Willis and Pickett, Max, in the first round. And it would not shock me if only one of them went. It really wouldn't, because I think we're overblowing this quarterback class entirely. So that's where I stand. Update. Today's daily wager has been bumped up in the schedule. So for those of you who like the show, we love you for watching. We are 5 p.m. Eastern today, 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. It's an hour earlier, and we'll be on at an earlier time tomorrow as well. We'll update that on Friday. But that's it for us. She's Anita, Anita Marks. I'm Joe Forenball. Thank you for checking us out. Best of luck tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning.